Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In the squadron, they called him Bullets. But we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And good afternoon, Dominic Carter filling in for Greg Kelly on this Friday, the last Friday of the year of 2022. We have a lot to get to this morning, this afternoon rather, and we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-9222. Good news, bad news scenario at this hour. Good news, bad news. I've been to Idaho several times uh, speaking to Boise and Idaho Falls, a beautiful state. And the good news, the mountains in Idaho and so on, it's breathtaking to look at them. The good news is that a suspect has been arrested in the brutal murder of four University of Idaho students. The 25-year-old suspect in custody in connection with the slayings of the four University of Idaho students, a man in his mid-20s taken into custody by police and the FBI around 3 a.m. this morning in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's identified as Byron Byron Kohlberger. Uh, As of right now, uh, he appeared in court this morning and is reportedly a college student himself, but did not attend the University of Idaho. News of uh, this arrest comes almost seven weeks after the brutal murder of these kids in their off-campus home in Moscow, Idaho. So two other roommates were also home. This is a story that has gone international. Uh, They were also home at the time of the killings but were left unharmed. So that's the good news. Authorities have made an arrest. The bad news, the taxes for former President Donald Trump has been released. And what's what's playing out is really, it's really nothing more than partisan politics, where his taxes are literally being dropped on the last day, on the last day that uh, Democrats have control in the House. So their parting gift, their parting gift to all of us is after years of fighting and wanting uh, the president's taxes, they are released now. And this is from the House Ways and Means Committee. And so the returns span nearly 6,000 pages, including more than 2,700 pages of individual returns from Trump and his wife, the uh, 
former uh, first lady. And, uh, you know, the, the media, what this is really about, folks, and let's call it for what it is, the media has always wanted, and Democrats, his taxes out there in the public domain so that they can be nitpicked, so that business experts can come and say, there should not be a deduction for this. There should not be a deduction for that. This indicates fraud. It's just another venue to go after the former president. And listen, if the taxes ultimately turn out not to be on the up and up, then fine. Then fine. Go go after Mr. Trump if that's the case. But we have to be fair. There has to be one set of rules. And what is happening to Trump is just not the American way. It's not fair. It's not right on a number of fronts. And no one wants to speak up and call it for what it is. Trump has returned fire. Trump has returned uh, the criticism against his taxes being released. And and I, I am uh, I'm actually looking at a, a statement that the uh, that the president, uh, former president, uh, released in which he says the Democrats should have never done it. This is Mr. Trump here. The Supreme Court should have never approved it. And it's going to lead to horrible things for so many people. So, so Trump is correct about that. He's correct because, because folks, now when the Republicans have control of the House and just, what, 72 hours, give or take, you don't think it's payback time for the things that they did to Trump? Of course it is. And so when does this all stop? When, when does the partisan attacks, the partisan politics, when do they stop? Trump continues in his statement, and, and this is important, folks, because he's accurate here. He says the great USA divide will now grow far worse Democrats, you don't think the American people can see what is really going on here? Trump continues with his statement. The radical left Democrats have weaponized everything. But remember, that is a dangerous two-way street. And the former president is correct. He is correct. He says the Trump tax returns once again show how proudly successful I have been and how I have been able to use depreciation and various other tax deductions. I used to own, uh, and obviously I'm not at a Trump level, I used to own a small apartment building in New York City. And folks, unless you've owned property before, then you really don't understand. But depreciation, these things are real when, when, when you own property and it's used to offset taxes and future taxes on an annual basis. It's part of the system for all of us. And so Trump says he's been able to 
use depreciation and various other tax deductions as an incentive for creating thousands of jobs and magnificent structures and enterprises. The Democratic-led committee said it needed the tax returns <laughs> to review the IRS's mandatory audit program for presidents. Okay, so I, I will buy, I'll play, I'll play a little game. I'll play a little game. So you needed it to go over the presidential audit program. Fine. So why did you have to release the taxes publicly? Because it was never about the taxes. It was about Trump. It's about embarrassing Trump. Over the course, and we are about to start with your telephone calls. Over the course of this afternoon, Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. We're also going to talk about extremes. It's been on my mind a lot lately. Why the pendulum? Why do we have to go to extremes? Dreams. Why? Why do we have to do it? So, just a few short years ago, there were reports of police community uh, relationship problems. The George Floyds of the world and so on. And so the pendulum went all the way left, all the way left, where in states across the country, the police are handcuffed and the criminals are calling the shots. And they're backed up. The criminals are backed up by elected officials that are pandering to them for votes. That's the honest truth. And so... Extremes, we we went so far to the far, far left. Another extreme. Another extreme that I want to talk about this hour or during this program on the Greg Kelly Show. Dominic Carter filling in today. Drag Queen Hour. Drag Queen Hour. Hour at the local libraries. Drag queens, men dressed as women in a very flamboyant way, reading books to children. And this is all being backed up with taxpayer dollars. And these pandering politicians to the extreme, oh, 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 this is great for America. I support gay rights. I really do. I, I, I've had friends in the past uh, that are, are transgender. I respected them the same way I respect anyone else. They respected me. They just were different in, uh, in some aspects, um, you know, Sometimes at, at night when they would go out dressed up in, in drag. But for the life of me, for the life of me, I don't understand. And this is my argument about extremes. I don't understand how this benefits children. Children. 
I don't understand. So the argument, and there is no way in hell that with my grandkids, because my kids are grown, with my grandkids, that I would ever sit still for, for one second to permit them to be present and, and, and some type of uh, reading hour like this. And so what's happening in cities across America, there are protests as recent as just yesterday in New York City, in Queens, New York, as it relates to the argument on each side. And I, I just I just I just don't get it, folks. And so I am hoping that you will help me work through this, that you folks will help me figure this out as to the reality of what this is all about. Is it about is it is it about accepting the lifestyle or is it about is it about the, the the drag queens what is this about extremes extremes why do we have to go to extremes and the extremes that we are at right now in America is destroying this country And then everybody throws up their hands and goes, what's wrong? Extremes. The southern border. Extremes. Migrants coming in all over the country. All over the country. Going all over the country. From the moment they hit the border, taxpayers picking up the bill. The last time I checked, we don't have a... uh, a uh, limitless amount of money. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. I just have a lot on my mind, and so I planned on getting to your telephone calls a lot sooner. But I promise you, when we come back after this break, that is exactly what we are going to do. Dominic Carter here with you on this Friday afternoon in for Greg Kelly. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And I'm Dominic Carter here with you folks on this Friday afternoon in for Greg Kelly. So you release Trump's taxes. You release his taxes. When he ran in 2016. Before the election, key key point before the election. He said he was not going to release his taxes. He did go on the set to cite an IRS audit. I don't know about that part. But what I do know is voters were able to decide for themselves. Do I want to vote for this man when he's one of the first ones in modern day history, a presidential candidate, to not release his taxes? 
He could have played the game and stalled and delayed without answering the question. But he did answer the question and said, no, I'm not going to release my taxes. And he was still elected president of the United States. So the American people decided this issue. But no, but no, the Democrats were going to keep going, keep picking, keep attacking. And on the last day, the last day that you have power and control in Washington, boom, you drop his taxes. Way to go. Way to go. Well, make sure you point this out, folks. I haven't had much time to overlook uh, the president's taxes yet. But when, when, when the story's being reported, make sure you look for this part. You may recall in the uh, New York tri-state area, and I'm about to go to Carolyn in Westchester County, New York, but you may recall in the New York tri-state area, Trump pushed through the so-called SALT deduction, which hit the area very hard, and essentially what it meant was that it limited the deductions you could take no matter what real estate taxes you paid annually uh, for for your home. So prior to the SALT deductions, a reduction, if you paid, let's say, 30000 in taxes, you could deduct a large amount of that. And now it's only uh, $10,000. So in 2019, in 2019, looking over some of the president's uh, taxes, in 2019, he reported paying $8.4 million in state and local taxes. Because of the SALT limits included in his tax law. So in other words, Mr. Trump went against his own interest. He paid $8.4 million in 2019 and state and local taxes, but he was only able to deduct $10,000 of those taxes paid on his federal income tax return, like the rest of us. Carolyn, Westchester County, New York, good afternoon. What's on your mind? Hello. I'd like to say that as President Trump has said many, many times, this is another witch hunt. Um, He shouldn't have to release his taxes, but if he does... And he did. All of the Democrats should have to release theirs as well. Pelosi, Schumer, Chuck E. Cheese, Schumer, they should all have to release their taxes because they're not, Pelosi's not sitting on all those million dollar houses on her salary, that's for sure. (laughs) Well, hey, Carolyn, I have to step in because we have a uh, heartbreak coming up. I do appreciate your call, and Happy New Year to you and your family. We see all the calls from around the country. When we come back on The Greg Kelly Show, we are going to go to them. We will be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
And Greg has the day off. Dominic Carter here with you as former President Donald Trump. His taxes have been dropped, released, and it is despicable. It is nothing more than partisan politics. If the House Ways and Means Committee found the need to really receive his taxes, fine. To go over the presidential audit program, And notice, folks, we didn't really hear anything about that until the 11th hour just recently. Just recently, the presidential audit program. We are going back to your telephone calls, but Trump's response, he's not turning the other cheek. He says the Democrats should have never done it. The Supreme Court should have never approved it. And it's going to lead to horrible things for so many people. He's right. The great USA divide, according to Mr. Trump, will now grow far worse. It will. It will. One set of rules. One set of rules. I'm not speaking right now as a cheerleader for Donald Trump. I'm speaking as an American that is greatly concerned that the tit for tat will never stop with our politicians of the opposite parties. And we, the people are the victims caught up in the middle. Adam in Atlanta, Georgia. Good afternoon. What's on your mind, Adam? Hey, Dominic. Happy uh, new year. Um, Same to you and your family. Thank you. Um, I just want to say that the Democrats just set a precedent. So now it's game on. So basically they could say that they could go after Hunter's taxes now. They just set a dangerous trap for themselves. You know what, Adam? Uh, Maybe I was going to say a month ago I would disagree with that, and I might have disagreed with that 24 hours ago, but you hit it on the head. What's good for one is good for everyone. What's good for one is good for everyone. Now the Democrats are going to scream bloody murder. Oh, This is partisan politics, but Republicans are only going to return fire for what has been done to them and what has been done as it relates to former President Donald Trump. So, so Adam, do you believe firmly that that this is going to open a full can of worms? I think so, because on a similar related topic a few years ago, when Harry Reid was majority leader, they blocked i think they got rid of the 60 volt threshold for federal judges and they did i think the nuclear option and then mitch mcconnell did the same thing when he was majority leader. right so you're right you you are correct you are correct and so the democrats shot themselves in the foot with that and time will tell as it relates to this issue adam we appreciate you calling from atlanta and have a uh a great a great uh, New Year celebration. Jeremy in New Jersey, good afternoon, and welcome, Jeremy. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Just reiterating everyone else's point. Yeah, so they set a precedent, and but I'm going to just go a step further. So that, that there would be two premises for needing his tax returns, right? It's because he's a public figure, he works for we the people, and we the people deserve to see them. Okay, I can go with that. 
So same thing everyone else said. Let's see everyone's tax return. Wait, 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 the wait, other- wait, Jeremy. I'm going to let you make your second point. Make your first point again, because if I heard you correctly, you said the argument, the premise is that we, the people, have a right to see his taxes, right? That's what you said, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, say, say, wait, 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 says who? Says who? Says who? Why does it have well, to be that way? The, the Democrats are saying that. Okay. Saying we need to see Right, right, so right. Historically, historically, it's been done that way. But again, this is, and I'm going to let you make your other point. This is the key issue. Beforehand, beforehand, before voters decided the next president, Trump said no. He was on up and up. He said, no, I'm not going to release my taxes. He did go on to cite uh, an alleged audit. I don't know whatever happened with that. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. But he was on the up and up. Now, in being fair, on Biden's taxes, you think he would have been on the up and up and said he's not going to release the taxes and 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 fear and fear the backlash of the American people? He would have bobbed and weaved and not answered the question. But Trump answered the question. Jeremy, please continue. No, you're you're right, and yeah, and and that's sort of the point. So he's so they're demanding the release, and they're they're saying, oh well, we deserve to know. All right, well then we deserve to know about everything. And then you you kind of brought me into my second premise. So the second premise for them asking would be, oh well, Trump is such a terrible guy. He did all these awful things. Here, like the proof is in the pudding. Look at his taxes. Well, like you were saying before, you owned an apartment building. We don't have this kind of wealth. I don't know what a crooked tax return looks like for somebody with that amount of wealth and power. So again. I need something to compare and contrast it to. So if he's going to get hit, if we're going to look at his taxes, let's compare it to Joe Biden's taxes. Let's compare it to Pelosi's taxes. And because if you don't have a comparison point, what am I looking at? Okay, he did some things that maybe are a little uh, funky on his taxes, but nobody else in those positions did did things of the same nature. Jeremy, you 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 have hit this on the head uh, as it relates to the issue. And this is what I want folks to please consider. You cannot look at your taxes, any of us, and then look at someone on a Trump level's taxes and look for equivalent measures or anything to match. It just doesn't work that way because people at his level, at his level, at his level, they have accountants, they have the, all of the massive write-offs and so on. So, for example, for example, Jeremy, and I do, I do appreciate your call, and Happy New Year to you, my friend, calling from New Jersey. For example, when I owned uh, the 10-unit uh, apartment building, and I didn't know anything about uh, real estate and taxes and depreciation and so on, um, I, I quickly learned from the accountants that whatever losses we had, they could write them off over a number of years. If I had to install a new boiler, a new boiler, new sheetrock for an apartment, and but then, but then, one of the things I learned that if you lost money, right, and I was like, oh, this is wonderful. If if I lose X amount of dollars a year. You know, I, I can I can I can lose money every year and, and and I'll see the benefit on my taxes. Oh no. It doesn't work that way. Now I don't know what the law is now, but the law was capped 
of uh, under S chapter corporations, you could only have losses for five years and then you're penalized. So in other words, it's a very, I say all of this to, to state that it is a very complicated process, especially for taxes on the level of, of a Donald Trump. And my point is, remember this day. You raided the man's home. You dropped his taxes. Why is all of this happening? Let's cut through and get to it. It's happening because they don't like him. It's not even the Republican label. It's that the establishment does not like Donald Trump, period. Let's go to Mary Beth on Long Island. I believe she wants to uh, talk to us or comment as it relates to the arrest in the Idaho uh, shooter case. Is that correct, Mary Beth? It is correct. And Happy New Year to you and yours, Dominic. Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Please go right ahead, Mary Beth. Well, I'm so stressed out listening to all this stuff about Trump, and you're so right, and so many of your callers are so right. So I want to focus on more positive news. You were right when you said there's good news. I am so happy, so happy that they caught someone in this horrific case, and I hope justice comes for the victims and their families. Um, Do you know anything else about it, Dominic? It's surprised that he was found in Pennsylvania. Well, oftentimes uh, criminals uh, will dart away from the scene of the crime and get as far as way uh, as far as way as possible. All I know uh, right now, because I, I don't like to comment unless I know I have facts. And uh, the SWAT team moved in and made the arrest, I believe, in the Poconos area or Scranton, that that region, uh, and made the arrest. And uh, the individual is going to be going back to Idaho to uh, face the uh, charges. Mary Beth, I just want to say this about law enforcement. The police in Idaho took a lot of criticism over this case. And what they are saying is they had the name of a suspect for a while, but they, the local, state, and federal authorities, but they had to find him. They had to locate him. And we have the best, in my opinion, law enforcement in the world in the world. And I I just feel that we need to do a lot more to show our appreciation for the men and women of law enforcement throughout this country that put their lives on the line at the drop of a dime to protect the rest of us. But, but, and thank you for the call, Mary Beth, again, happy new year to you and your family. We have got to move away from these extremes That's what I was thinking about this morning. These extremes. The media told us a few years ago, the protest told us a few years ago that there was a race problem in America. That's what the establishment told us, a race problem in America. The protest said there was discontent, a major problem in America. Thus, Black Lives Matter the shakedown of the year, of the the decade, of the decade. I I said this yesterday. We as Black Lives Matter now, 
I guess I guess when you when you purchase that that Canada and and Los Angeles properties, uh, you know, uh, million dollar properties, I guess you become content then. And the issues that you were protesting are are no longer relevant. But that's an extreme. So we were told America was told that we have a serious problem, a race problem. And thus. All the money gets donated from you, the people of goodwill, to Black Lives Matter. And now we have a situation in cities and states all across the country where the criminals are the ones with the power. They know the ins and outs of the criminal justice system. They know if they are arrested, hey, you can't hold me for this. The new bail laws say that you've got to let me go. And I'm going to do it again this afternoon, and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And you're not going to do anything about it. As a matter of fact, officer, I'm going to blow this weed in your face while I'm smoking it. And there is nothing that you can do. And then and then, Time Magazine, and we see all of your calls. I promise, folks, we're going to get to them. Then Time Magazine, Time Magazine. I almost don't know what to think about this one. Time Magazine is being roasted for an article suggesting exercise, exercise, one, two, three, one, two, three, has racist origins based on a professor at the new school in New York City in which this professor often focuses on Black Lives Matter protests. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to get spend much time on some nonsense like that. But that's what I woke up to this morning. Time magazine, an article that says exercise, exercise has a racist, racist uh, origins. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. More of your telephone calls, exercise. One, two, three, when we come back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter here with you folks in for Greg Kelly. A number of topics we are discussing as it relates to the brutal stabbing of those four University of Idaho students, police have made an arrest and the House Ways and Means Committee led by Democrats released President Trump's, the former president, his taxes. And my case today is why do we constantly go to extremes? Extremes have pushed us to the far left. And if we're being honest about it, it is endangering the great country that we live in. Because the truth is, many on the far left, you're never going to please them. If they have their way, there would be no police. If they had their way, everything would be free. That is until they get robbed. That is until there's no more tax base to pay for their free programs. And that's one of the reasons why I don't talk about the squad. Because they are completely out of their minds. 
and it's not responsible to even focus on any of them because as far as I'm concerned, they are all, all, all led by AOC. And I say it constantly, tell me one good thing she's done except for run Amazon away and all of those great jobs from her constituents. How about this? Here's a a novel idea. How about we return to the days of elected officials do responsible things to benefit their constituents, their constituents. How about that? How about that? Let me go to John, Staten Island, New York. Good afternoon, John. Hey, uh, what I wanted to say was, um, listen, the Democrats did. Um, it's their fault. They they had a dumpster fire. They want to use this for the next two years so they could just keep the story with Trump going. About his but taxes. That, yeah, right. Okay, so That's John, so John, so John, okay, so wait. I, it's, I, I find that it's more effective sometimes when one caller can talk to another caller. So we have David in the Bronx, and he believes, it says here, that this shows that it proves the tax code should be changed. So, John, I want you to chat with David here. David, you make your case, and then John will go right ahead. Go ahead, David. Okay. John, hold on. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Doc. Yes. Okay. So what I'm thinking about this is, because the taxes were not released yesterday, so we didn't have idea what was really in them. This shows that there's a separate tax code for people who have a lot of money, obviously. And that needs to be changed because these deductions, like the one I brought up with you last night about him writing off the payment to to, um, the porn star, that should not happen. No regular person would ever be able to take a a deduction like that. And, you know, people always say we should simplify the tax code. I agree. But when they say that, they're not talking about people like Trump. He can't file his taxes on a postcard like you and I probably could get away with if they ever managed to do any of this stuff. The, the, the rich and the super rich had the tax code written specifically for them because they can hire the people that write the tax code. That's the issue. And I don't care if they release Hunter Biden's taxes or President Biden's taxes, who, as far as I know, released his taxes when he was running for president. But – you know, I'm I'm sort of torn about this because I have a brother who's a self-made millionaire, and he complains to me every year about the taxes he pays. And I'm sympathetic to him because he works damn hard for his money, and he he is against all of these programs that I'm for. So you can understand where that could create tension. So I think it's good that they're out there just for the sake of transparency, so that regular people know what the super wealthy are actually getting away with in our tax code. Well, they, they, well, okay, I'm going to stay out of it for a second. John, you just heard David. What do you think? Well, Dave, uh, if your brother worked so hard to be a millionaire, that's fantastic. Some of these people do work very hard to be billionaires. I mean, they're all billionaires. We can mention, uh, what was it, Mike Bloomberg was our mayor for eight years. Somehow he got another four years. So he had $15 billion in his pay- bank account. But he took a dollar from our paychecks as a mayor. So he was saying to himself, I'm not taking nothing. I'm giving myself a dollar. So now for four years, he ended up with $30 billion, more money than he did for the eight years that he was mayor. 
Maybe, Dave, we should go investigate Mike Bloomberg and see where all his billions that he came from. Let's see if there's any contracts in his tax returns that he made money on. Because to make double 100 percent of your billions of dollars, do you agree, Dave? Yes or no? David, are you there? Because I've got to take a break. Quickly, please. All right. The, what I'll finish with is this. You know, Donald Trump said repeatedly when he was president that he didn't make money when he was in the White House. That's not true. He said his taxes were under audit. That wasn't true. Okay. Well, gentlemen, John, David, thank you. Dominic Carter and for Greg Kelly. Time for a break. We are coming right back with more of your telephone calls. Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And our number two, Dominic Carter in for Greg. Greg has the day off. I'm looking at some emails from Sal. And uh, Sal here says, as it relates to Mr. Trump's taxes, quote, the situation concerning Trump's taxes have made me realize the following Democrats believe that their current far-left ideology is the American way. You cannot say to a Democrat, quote, fair is fair, because for them, fair is unfair. You can vote for whomever you want, provided that Democrats approve of your choice. You know what, Sal, that comment reminds me of a limousine Liberals, limousine liberals, no offense, folks. They are the worst. They are the worst. They know what's best for you, but do it their way. Do it their way. Not your way, their way. Their way. And I'm about to return to the telephones here on the Greg Kelly Show, but I have to spend a moment when when a story really touches me sometimes, I, I, I've been known around the station where folks will walk in and I'm standing there boo-hoo-hooing. And this is one of those stories regarding all of uh, the people that died with the weather situation throughout the country, but in particular up in Buffalo, New York. And so one of the police agencies, and I'm about to go to Mike on St. James, Long Island, but one of the police agencies tweeted out this. Do you recognize, and this is the nickname they've given him, Merry Christmas Jay. He pulled people from cars and sheltered them in a nearby school. He had to break into the school. During this blizzard. Now, remember, people actually died standing out in the cold up in Buffalo, at least four or five. And Merry Christmas Jay left a note apologizing for the damage, for the fact that he had to break into the school and the use to have shelter because ultimately the the battery in his car ran out for Damaging the building and use of the snowblower he used to make a path 
to the school. The police in their tweet say, we want to thank Jay for his heroic actions that saved people's lives. Now, you listen to Black Lives Matter. They tell you we have a terrible race problem in this country. I'm just pointing out the fact here. The man's name is Jay Whitney. And he happens to be white. And most of the lives that he saved during this storm by breaking into the school up in Buffalo because he did what he had to do. He had no other choice. Most of the lives that he saved up in Buffalo, the people were African-American that once he broke into the school, they had shelter as well. A total of 25 people. One man saved 25 people, including seven senior citizens. So the school happened to be the Pine Hill Primary Center, and they took shelter there, respectfully, uh, uh, you know, waiting out the storm, respectfully setting up only what was needed. They set up the main area as the cafeteria. And Merry Christmas Jay said he knew that there would have to be some type of food in the cafeteria. And he found the school's snowblower and cleared all the vehicles that belonged to the people that survived with him. So the media will tell you that we have a terrible race problem. And this one man, Merry Christmas, Jay, and I have to stop talking about it because I am going to get emotional. This man, Merry Christmas, Jay, saved all those lives. One man, one man saved 25 people, including senior citizens. They would have all died standing there in the snow in Buffalo. So, Merry Christmas, Jay. You are the man. Dominic Carter here for Greg Kelly. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Mike, Mike uh, in St. James, Long Island. Mike, what's on your mind? Hello, Dominic. Uh, First question, do you think McCarthy will be elected as House Speaker? Uh, conventional wisdom says uh, 90% yes, but I'm not sure. There, there is that X, there is that X factor where I'm not exactly sure, Mike. So I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to pretend to have the answer. I would say that it's on his side, but we'll see. We'll see. He need every Republican vote to win. You can, he can only afford to lose, I believe, maybe four or five votes. Four or five votes, and he's done. A couple and, of rhinos, there's going to be a problem. Yes. And so, you know, we, we won't know until the uh, the next couple of days. And, and I was trying to get through the entire show without focusing on George Santos. But that's why the congressman-elect uh, that has been under so much pressure, so much uh, scrutiny, there's a whole new uh, element that is involving Russians, and you know I'll mention it in a second. 
Mike, but uh, but that's why they need Santos there uh, in Washington come Tuesday because McCarthy is going to need his vote. That's the bottom line. Has anyone asked to see uh, Hunter Biden's tax returns? That's a great question. Um, and uh, what's good for one is good for the other. And uh, someone's going to have to file legal action or We'll see how this is handled. We'll we'll see how this is handled. And what I'm trying to say to you, Mike, that that's the perfect example of how things are not fair. And we, we have to have, and we're all adults, and I understand I sound like a kid saying it's not fair, a child, but, and I'm saying this as someone for right now that's neutral, you cannot aggressively go after one side, but then when it comes to the other side, oops, we're going to look the other way. That's the president's son. Uh, you know, he's had he's had some uh, issues, and um, we're investigating. And how long is this investigating? We're investigating. How long is this going to take? We're investigating. Well, we, we, where's the evidence? Oh, we were investigating. We can't reveal that. But when it comes to Trump, on the last day that you're in power, it's like, bam. Here are the tax returns. We finally got them. Essentially, Mike, that's what's going on here. Judge Dunn is income tax returns. Wouldn't that be the IRS's fault? You mean under under Trump situation? Mike, I, I didn't hear you. I believe you said, well, the IRS turned over the returns to uh, to the committee. Yes, but if they accepted his returns for those years... Doesn't that mean he's in the clear? Well, the IRS, and it changes. The IRS can go back seven years for for fraud. They can go back a number of years. And, you know, it, it brings up this entire uh, presidential audit program, which I've never heard of before in my life until it came to Trump. It just seems, Mike, thank you for the call. It just seems to be so convenient that now it's mandatory that uh, taxes are received so they can make sure the program. I just never, in 40 years of uh, journalism, I've never heard of this initiative before. Maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe it's uh, just me. Let's go to uh, Dennis in the great state of New Jersey. Dennis, what's on your mind? Yes, good afternoon, Dominic. And first of all, on a positive note, it's so good that hundreds of thousands of people are now getting to hear you who had never heard you before because you are terrific and you know that. Well, so thank I just you. wanted to let you know that. Thank Happy you. Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you and your family. Right. Thank you. And the, and the point that I want to bring up is this, Dominic. As a taxpayer, what Donald Trump did with his taxes, whatever the hell it is, it's like a, a, a drop of water in the Atlantic Ocean. Didn't affect me at all. Doesn't affect me at all. On the other hand, his predecessor, Obama, told the American people, yeah, you don't have to worry. You can keep your insurance. Cost people billions and billions of dollars. And again, it's a, it's a matter of who the, who the media wants to uh, throw in with. And as you know, uh, their, their pet is uh, the Democratic Party. So everything gets distorted. I mean, you might have heard about over the years, in fact, everybody was talking about lying. Not one person brought up in the media Obama and what he did in terms of uh, in terms of oh yeah you can keep your insurance so again it's a it's they got their fingers on the scale and 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 Dominic I don't know how do you change I don't know how you change it well 
how you change it is is demanding fairness. I, honestly, I, I really believe, Dennis, uh, contacting your local news organizations that you feel are not fair. And when I say contacting them, I'm talking about the managing editor, the news director, and you've got to have proof. And when you contact them, just like when you email me, I'm going to be honest with you. If you email me something that's under one page, I may look at it. Some people think that I'm going to read a 10-page email and then get back to them. It's just not going to happen. There's not enough time in the day. So I, I you referenced Obama, So and you mentioned uh, universal uh, health care and so on. Dennis, when, when someone is right, you have to be honest, and you are 1,000% correct. I know a lot of people that say that their premiums were affordable prior to Obama and universal health care, and now they're paying five, six, seven times more than what they were initially paying. And here's the difference. Here's the difference between Obama and Trump. I am stating this as a journalist. Obama, some some of his policies were just as destructive as any other president. But Obama was the good-looking, smiling, African-American darling of the media. And you're right, Dennis. If the media likes you, that's 90% of the battle right there. And so Obama, Obama, no matter what he was doing, was able to put a smile on it nine times out of ten. Sometimes you saw his real personality as as the case with any other president. But he was always smiling, good-looking, and, you know, American people, here's, here's what's going on, right? So let's, let's put that in one corner. Then you have a Donald Trump, and this was a mistake that Trump made, that basically says um, to the media, he comes out and basically says, you're dumb, you're stupid, you don't know what you're talking about, I know what I'm talking about, get in your place. Dennis, with, with the with the media that we have in this country, they they will never ever forget that. And that's what you're seeing play out right now. That's what's playing out right now. So when Donald Trump announced this campaign, and this is why I said he was going to win, and he came down that escalator and made the comment about uh, Mexican Americans, America was like, Oh my God, you can't say that. You can't but he told the truth. The man told the truth. And so sometimes the media can handle the truth, but you've got to find a way. The media is always going to win. We we are the permanent government, if you will. The, the politicians come and go. The media stays. Dennis, I've got to take a commercial break. I've got to take a break. But that's the difference between an Obama and a Trump. Obama... Same type of policies, but he's slick, just like other presidents. He knows how to smile. I'm for the American people. I did personally better under Trump than I did Biden or Obama. But, you know, Trump tweets, uh, the someone brought up the, uh, the, uh, the stripper, you know, Trump, you love him or hate him. He he tweets that she was a horse face. That is a direct quote. And the media is like, 
oh my God, you can't say that. You're the president of America. And Trump would say, I can say it. I just said it. And I meant it. And folks, I respect that. Call me crazy, but I respect that, that the man told you exactly what he thought, whether you liked it or whether you did not like it. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. We will be right back with more of your telephone calls. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. They say sometimes when you can't beat them, join them. When you can't beat them, join them. That's what happened with John McCain, in my opinion, up against Barack Obama. That's what happened with McCain against Obama. The media had decided, the national media had decided that this... um, this African-American, this articulate African-American, as, as Biden referred to Obama, articulate that way, um, said that, um, you know, the, the media said that this uh, smooth-talking, uh, articulate African-American, cas- ca- uh, plenty of uh, chari- charisma, and uh, very good looking, and the media decided that he, you know, one term out of the Senate in Illinois, that he, uh, comparisons to Kennedy, that he was going to be the president of the United States. And the McCain team tried to shake things up with Sarah Palin, hoping uh, to make history in that way to counter Obama. That blew up in McCain's face. And at the end of the day, because the media loved Obama, there was nothing that was going to stop him. Now compare that to Trump, where the media hates his guts. And I think it's it's mutual (laughs) in terms of uh, Mr. Trump, and he can't catch a break. Right now, they're coming at him with everything, including the kitchen sink. Let's go to uh, Judith, and thus on 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 uh, on 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 this day, and I've got to take a break here. I just realized that I was going to go to Judith in Brooklyn, New York. So I want Judith to hold on. I want you folks to stay with us. Dominic Carter in for Greg Kelly. We are going to take a break. We'll be right back with your telephone calls. Stay with us. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter here with you in the home stretch of Greg's program. Greg is off this week. I was so excited to get to the telephone calls that I I did so before I had a hard break that I had to... uh, uh, tossed to uh, a break. And so now I am going to go to the calls. I'm going to move as fast as I can to get as many calls as possible. I'm sure I can't get all of them here, but we're going to try. Judith in Brooklyn, good afternoon. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Thanks for taking my call. I want to wish you a happy new year and your wife and everyone listening. Happy, healthy. And same healthy to you well. and your family as well. <laughs> go right ahead, Judith. Okay. All right. So here we go. The IRS, Dominic, and anyone else listening, has a quote-unquote disclosure law 
which is Code 6103. And it's basically a crime. It's criminal for the IRS to release someone's tax return. There is an exception, Dominic. Uh, they can release it to law enforcement, but still private to the public, okay? Because tax returns is an honor system based on privacy, because otherwise people would not, they'd be discouraged from reporting things that they hold private. Now, let me tell you something. The Supreme Court decision to reveal Trump's tax tax returns, okay, to Congress was for the, they got through, why? Uh, past the IRS, why? Because they want to examine and change, let's say, the literature for these rich people with their loopholes, okay? Like, let's substitute Trump for John Casamitini. He's another billionaire, but right now it's Trump on the line, yes? Let me tell you, but they had no right to reveal publicly because this is now crossing a very unprecedented tra- and dangerous red line, Dominic. It is, it is. Trump, but, but Judith, Trump, but, Trump, but Trump let's be clear. Five- but Judith, but but the IRS didn't release the returns to the public. There, there's a big difference. The committee released the taxes to the public. The IRS did not. Right, you're right. And let me tell you something else, Dominic. President Trump is a private citizen, and he's also a huge businessman. And let me also say this. The, if the IRS had a case against Trump, I can guarantee you they would have prosecuted him. These New York hate Trump bandwagon people, the juries that found him supposedly guilty was ridiculous. If the IRS, they would have gone after him in a heartbeat. It's like, reminds me of OJ. You had a jury, we found him innocent because they loved him. Here, they, they found him guilty because they hate him, but it was not the IRS. You're right. The IRS is not the ones that are doing it. Supreme Court, they went around it because they kind of said, well, we're not going to reveal his tax returns. We're just going to go see a rich man's tax return to change the laws. And they have no right to reveal it to public. And now, as private citizens, we are all, we are all now vulnerable to have our taxes uh, being revealed. And it's going to discourage people from revealing things that are private to them now. Okay. It's well, not an honest system anymore. It's it's broken. It's, well, it's just broken. Judith, we, we appreciate the call, and Happy New Year to you and your family. You, you are correct. And Trump, um, I was about to say alluded to this, but he directly responded to it. You, you know, it, it, so now, do you really think, do we really think that Republicans are just going to sit by and take this? No. They're going to be in power in a matter of days. And it's going to be payback time. It's going to be, and rightfully so, and rightfully so. I'm trying to get to as many calls as humanly possible. Let's go to Eric in Queens, New York. Eric, good afternoon. What's on your mind? Dominic, my friend, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Enjoy listening to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Just a couple of quick points. Um, You know, Trump, the reason why the left and the media hate him so much is because I believe at one time, and you know better than I do, he was part of that New York Democrat liberal elitist club. Then he turned into the Hollywood liberal for his time over there doing his TV show. And all of a sudden he just grew up, you know, became an adult later in life. And he saw the, the, uh, the light and his, you know, he turned and he, I don't consider him to be a conservative by any means, but he saw the writing on the wall. He knew where he was politically, and I think they hate him because of that, because he was one of them. You know, everybody in Hollywood loved this guy at one point. 
at one point uh, you you are correct, and you're you're bringing up a, a, an aspect to this that I had completely forgot about. You're right. At one point uh, here in New York, Trump was an insider, but uh, the media, and I say say this as someone that's been doing this for forty years, the media does not like to be called out, and so then all of a sudden Trump went from the ultimate insider. And the media, to a degree, if we're being honest about this, Eric, the media likes to dictate what your politics should be. And so, so for for me, example, for me, example, the establishment says, "Black guy, you've got to come from the far left. You you you've got you've got to come on, man. You grew up in the hood in New York City. You've got to come from the far left. That's what we say you have to do." And to that, I respond, you can kiss because that's my that's my approach. I'm going to call issues the way that I see them. And the way that I see them is that I'm a registered Republican and I support people that are in my best interest. So now let's magnify that a million times as it relates to Trump. The media was was there would often be a big wet kiss between Trump and the media. But then he started calling the media stupid. He started um, doing all types of things and uh, fake news. I mean, think about this, Eric. You have rappers now that have in their songs uh, that's fake news. I believe Jay-Z, as big as they come, at one at one point in one of his records says, hey, that's fake news. Where do you think that came from? Donald Trump. And so it's payback time. So, Eric, please can uh, wrap up as I move on to the next call. So, real quick, um, not sure if the Republicans are going to go after the liberals, as people are suggesting. They might see this as a way to finally get rid of Trump and just move on from all this, all the drama. And one other thing, I was going to support DeSantis moving forward, but you know, because of this, now as a voter, I might say, you know what, screw this, let's just blow up the whole system. I'm going for Trump again. So you got two different sides there. I hear you, Eric. And at the end of the day, Trump supporters should not be taken for granted. And it is my uh, my opinion, my opinion, that uh, no matter what the media does, and this is why the media is so frustrated, because they hit Trump, boom, with enough, enough uh, strength, if you will, to uh, to knock down a gorilla. And then he brushes it off, and comes right back as strong as ever. And that frustrates the media because nothing, Teflon, nothing seems to stick. And Trump supporters are with him. Let's go to Jay. Jay in Northern California. Good good afternoon to you, Jay. What's on your mind? Oh, I just wanted to say that I think you're terrific. Uh, I hear you from time to time, or I've heard you from time to time when I'm up that late. Uh, at midnight in New York. It's uh, late here in California. But I think you're terrific, and this week proves it when you've been sitting in for uh, for uh, some of the others. I have an idea for you. Uh, I think you need to be on every day, every single day, and during the during the daylight hours when people can hear you. And here's how to get it, I think, without uh, altering very much uh, at WABC, and I would make this suggestion to your uh, your uh, your power said be cut Rosenberg, Sid Rosenberg back from four hours to three hours and take his fourth hour, which is useless anyway to him. And you take it over 
and uh, or maybe take over the last two of his hours. Uh, and uh, I know he's uh, he's he's very narcissistic. Uh, he's probably unwilling to even discuss something like that. But I think that would be great for you, and it would be great for me and the other WABC listeners. And I'd like to see you propose that to your powers that be. Jay, I I appreciate your call, but guess what, my friend? I'm What's not that? I'm not touching that. <laughs> hey, Jay, I I really do I really do appreciate the call and the support. And um, who knows, who knows uh, what may happen uh, in the future. That, Jay, that's all I can say. Thank you for, for uh, calling. What part of Northern California are you in, Jay? I'm in Palo Alto. Okay, wow, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much for the call, and uh, Happy New Year to you and your family. Let's go to, uh, let's see here, let's go to Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Good afternoon, Andrew. What's on your mind? Yes, Andrew from Stanhope, but I was in South Orange, East Orange, North Border, where I grew up. And um, that segues into my comment. When you interviewed the woman, Moms of Harlem, and uh, she wanted to lessen the gun shootings, I was listening to the interview. It was long, and I was appalled because it was never brought out, the breakdown of the family, fathers not being in the homes due to the Democrat control, which actually you know, causes that, and, you know, they they get control and they manipulate. And it was Obama that gave the stats when the, there's a father, the kid's almost 90% less likely to go to prison. But he contradicts because he supports those programs. But I risked my job. I was working for Files One News, where you worked, and the mayor of Newark with Jim Brown, they had a rally against violence and gun violence. And I said to the mayor, I grew up right up the street, and it was black people all around me, but nobody shot each other on the weekends. And I said, one of the main reasons is because there were fathers mostly in the homes and there wasn't teen pregnancy and people weren't all on welfare. And, teen. and he actually, I have it on tape. He said, it doesn't matter if you have a father in the home. He said, in South Orange, there was a better economy. Two lies. It's a little village. There's not even really an economy. But, but, but wait, 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 Andrew, Andrew. I don't care what politician told you that. You know that's not true. So why why are you even listening to that nonsense? Because, you mean what but, he said? What, what the mayor said, yes. Why why are you even letting that get under your skin? And I say this because. as someone, wait, 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 wait. I say this as someone who never had my father in my life. As a matter of fact, no man ever signed my birth certificate. I say this as someone that grew up in the projects of New York City. So you're just listening to a pandering po- Do you think he's going to tell you the truth? Do you think he's going to stand there, Andrew, and go, a, a, a black elected official, and say, yes, uh, the fact of the matter is because there are not black men in the home, that there are, tri- there are serious problems in the community. Do you think he's going to tell you the truth? Right, what, I was naive. Right, was you, you, we were, you, you were naive because he's not going to tell you the truth. Just like, just, black, just like Black Lives Matter is not going to tell you the truth. There's a reason why I sit up here and talk about the fact that my father never signed my birth certificate. And no matter what achievement I do, I've traveled all over the world, been to the White House, I will die with the fact that I will never have a father on paper. I know the destructive means of what it means. And so you said that we didn't bring it up in the interview. First of all, you can't bring up every topic in every interview. And Jackie Rowe Adams, the, the woman we're referring to, she's out there on the front lines 
really doing the hard work trying to save lives so that so that kids don't continue to kill each other with guns. But I don't I don't understand because half the things, Andrew, and I, I'm gonna let you finish and then we gotta wrap this up. Half the things that that you hear politics so what? What makes their opinion so much more important than anybody else? He was just he was just a do you think a black mayor is gonna say yes? Uh, 80% of black kids are being born with no man in the house, and it is destroying our community. You think he's going to be honest with you? Right, and I was, after that, I did little, you know, comments, man on the street, and the people were actually agreeing with me. I was like the only white one there, and I thought, oh, this could be misinterpreted, but I said it anyway because I was trying to help, and the lady I interviewed and others, they're like, no, it's multifaceted, economic, educational, family. So they were all agreeing with me. But you have the most important father, Dominic. You have the father in heaven, your father in heaven. Yes, I do have to move on, Andrew. And let me say this. When I make these types of comments, it is not a knock. I have to be very clear on African-American women. Number one, African-American women are strong. African-American women are absolutely beautiful. African-American women, if not for them, I would not be here. And it's unfair to them that historically they have had to step up because us men in the black community are not doing what we are supposed to do. Let me go. I've got to take a break. Let me go to Mike in Staten Island, and then we'll take a break. Mike, what's on your mind? It's got to be quick. I believe that you should take the complete Sid show. <laughs> that oh. cool. I had a great idea. Oh, I know okay. you don't want to touch it. Yeah, I'm not going there. Sid, Sid is the man uh, in 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 uh, in New York here, and he does a wonderful job. And not only that, thank you, thank you for the call, Mike. Not only that, uh, his family is a beautiful family, and he's a good brother. He's a real, real good guy, just like Curtis Sliwa is a real, real good guy, just like the former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, is a real, real good person. I'm talking about man-to-man on a personal level. I'm talking about Rudy Giuliani that saved the city of New York, and he deserves the credit. He's now 78 years old. I covered him. He, I know I got to take a break. He deserves the credit for saving the city of New York, for saving the lives of black young men, of black young men that were out there killing each other. And if nobody else says it, Mr. Mayor, I will give you the credit as someone who covered you for years for being an outstanding mayor, and you will go down in history as one of the greatest mayors uh, of New York City, if not the greatest mayor ever. With that said, time for a break. More of your telephone calls when we come back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
the home stretch of uh, Greg's show. Dominic Carter here with you. Let's go back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Adam at the uh, Jersey Shore. Adam, what's on your mind? Hello, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call, and you are doing a terrific job filling in for Greg Kelly. Um, so Thank I you. wanted to just – you're welcome. I just wanted to bring up Mitch McConnell and how he's basically screwing over and stabbing the American people in the back uh, by throwing in with um, the Democrats in this uh, omnibus bill. Uh, I, I think – I, I, I don't know. It seems to me almost like he's 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 trying to get back at uh, Donald Trump. And uh, I don't know, hey, maybe, Adam, maybe the Republican. Adam, Adam let, let me ask you this question here. One, one, your point, your assessment is correct. But I want to ask you this question. And, and this is one of the mistakes that uh, former President Trump made. If someone uh, made comments about your wife's appearance, and uh, borderline racial comments as it relates relates to her heritage. Would you ever forget that? I wouldn't forget it. Um, it would it be personal for you? It of, co- of course be. it would. Of course it would. And so, so it's it's payback time on uh, on a number of fronts. I'll give you the final word before I move on to the next call. Okay. Um, well, you know, I. I... I don't know. I, I just think that he's he's hurting the American people in the long run. And, um, you know, I I no. don't know his ties to China. Something needs to be, you know, somebody kind of needs to look at that. You're and... talking about McConnell right now. Y- yes. OK, I, yes. I hear you, Adam. I hear you. But believe me, in the world of politics, just like life, if you insult that man's wife at some point and and repeatedly insult his wife, and tweet about it and and uh, use uh, borderline racial slurs to refer to her, no man is going to forget that. And believe me, at some point, it may be a month later, it may be six months later, it may be five years later, but it's going to be payback time. Let's go to uh, Sean on Staten Island in New York. Sean, what's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, real quick. Uh, yeah, I just think going back to like the, Obama thing versus Trump thing. If the press don't like you, this is America. Obama was a rock star, just like Kennedy was. They, they, even though they could do wrong and there was some, you know, things going on in their past, whatever it is, especially Kennedy, um, they could, what do you call it, you know, glance over that. Like, uh, they didn't like Reagan at first, but Reagan had a gift to directly reach out to the American people through the camera. So he bypassed the media. Right. You are correct. Communicate. You are correct. And Trump, Trump, he he excelled at being, you know, unlikable. And he's on his own island. He doesn't care. But, like, just looking at him, people don't like him. And uh, the same can't be said for other presidents. Look at Bill Clinton. Talk about having, you know, scandal. But the, they, he was like, I met Bill Clinton. I immediately liked him. And I was like, man, you know, brother, you know, just a great guy. This is controversial, but the truth of the matter is, Sean, to uh, now now he's older, but in his heyday to meet Bill Clinton, I don't care. You could be the strongest enemy. You're going to be mesmerized. He had that charisma. He had that it factor. But with Obama, the media was in love with him and he was going to the media decided it was time for the first black president. 
and he had the looks and he had the sound and all these years later he's making millions of dollars and we're stuck with the higher premiums three four times larger than what they were before dominic carter in for greg kelly have a uh, great weekend folks it's been my honor to be here with you Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network.